Do you have a will? A new report by the National Institute on Aging in collaboration with RBC Royal Trust has found only 48% of Canadians have a will. That number drops to 34% when you look at people aged 35 to 54. Estimates suggest that up to $1 trillion could pass from baby boomers to younger generations in Canada over the next decade. The question is, though, what happens if there isn't a will? I think this is an interesting topic and would want to talk about it normally, but as it just so happens, just the other day, I had a friend contact me to let me know they had just done their will and that I would be the executor of it. So it's interesting that uh, this comes out now. I think it's a worthy uh, topic of some time. So let's talk about it. To do that, we're joined by Dr. Samir Sinha, Director of Health Policy Research for the National Institute on Aging. I appreciate the time today. Thanks for having me, Devin. Are you surprised by how few people have a will or a power of attorney? Not overly surprised, but I'm concerned because I think increasingly we're realizing that if you don't have uh, a plan in place, it could really leave things um, pretty confused. And I think a lot of people don't appreciate the consequences of, of not having a will. Um, and also the fact that a lot of people are just not sure you know, where to start. What are the consequences of not having a will? Well, the key is if you don't have a will or an estate plan, that if you pass away, uh, the challenge is, is that you might assume that, say, your assets will go um, to you know your partner, for example, or to your family. But that isn't always the case, depending on where you live in Canada. So sometimes we just assume that oh, well, you need to have lots of money or you need to have lots of property or other things uh, in order to, you know, do one of these things. But the key is, is that you you potentially lose control about making sure that what your wishes would have been are actually going to be carried out. That's why it's really important to kind of make sure that you state kind of what you would like to happen to you, you know, while you're alive. And that's what we call advanced care planning. But also importantly, that what your wishes are with any of the property or assets you have when you pass away. Why don't some people have a will? I think the number one reason we found was actually uh, just that people weren't even sure where to start. Uh, they were thinking, okay, well, yeah, no, I, I, I know I should probably do that, um, but they just may not have gotten around to it. And, and usually the problem is, is that people are just not sure kind of where to start. You know, do you... Um, you know, do you have to go and see a lawyer, for example? Can you use one of these digital tools online? You know, what is the process and, you know, and how long does it take? So I think a lot of people are just not sure kind of where to start. And that's why we want to try and make it easier for people to kind of, A, be aware of why it's important to do something like this, but also the fact that there are a range of options that can allow people um, to stay in control of things uh, overall. I would imagine, you know, especially when you look at some of the, the results here, 34% between 35 and 54 don't have. I would imagine some people might be maybe hearing this or thinking about this and saying, you know what, I'm too young, I'm too healthy, I don't need one right now. Yeah, and we certainly find that uh, the the youngest generations are the ones that are least likely to have a will. But interestingly, in our report, we found that a quarter of older Canadians actually don't also have kind of a will or or, or an estate plan in place, uh, and that's concerning because again, if you have um, 
uh, you know, and I think a lot of people think that, well, if I don't I need to be rich or don't I need to have a certain number of assets or, or so on. But as you said, we know that over the next uh, 10 to 20 years, you know, as our baby boomers uh, start to, uh, to pass on, there's going to be a huge amount of wealth that's going to be uh, transitioning. And to make things smooth for uh, the next generation, for your loved ones and friends, it's really important to kind of make clear that whatever you have, um, you that you know your wishes be honored as well. So we need to make sure that everybody realizes that it's hard to know what's going to happen. That you know someone might be hit by a bus tomorrow, for example. So that it's always good, no matter what age you are, um, to try and have your wishes known and understood, so that uh, they can be carried out. Those types of conversations uh, may not be fun. They can be, be maybe a little bit daunting, but it's better to have them now sooner rather than later. Absolutely. And I think that the key is it's about really making sure um, that your wishes are going to be carried out. So I think generally, if you ask anybody, you know, what would you like done if you have X or Y, you know, people know pretty much what they'd want to do. Um, but I think people sometimes make that assumption that, oh, it'll all naturally work out. But it can create a lot of grief and aggravation uh, for people left behind, especially if things aren't organized and um, and it's clear kind of who needs to do what, for example. So that can be helpful. But it also um, it's also helpful not only in what we call estate planning to indicate, you know, what would happen after you pass away. That's kind of what we call your will. Uh, to also who would you want to be uh, there to support you, for example, if you became incapacitated. That's what we call powers of attorney. So, for example, if uh, you know you developed an illness or something happened to you tomorrow um, and you hadn't passed away, uh, by appointing powers of attorney for, say, healthcare and finances, you at least have determined who you trust out there to make decisions on your behalf should you not be able to do so. And that's really important because, again, it's about making sure that your own wishes around your future healthcare needs um, or how you want your finances and property managed, you you have indicated very clearly who's going to be responsible and make sure that they understand how to carry out your wishes while you're alive, but also um, potentially as an executor for when you pass away. It's a really important uh, conversation. I hope people uh, have one and take that from this because it's something that maybe not all be uh, always top of mind, but uh, you, you do need to, to have a will. Uh, it does it does help in tremendous ways. Absolutely, and just making sure that you know we uh, we don't put these things off. There's there's both digital tools for people who have more simple situations. There's free online government kits, you know, through the government of Ontario to appoint, for example, powers of attorney for healthcare and finances. But um, but also just it's important to kind of not put this off, but make sure that this is something that we put on the to do list just to give you and your loved ones peace of mind. Appreciate the time today. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me, Devin. That's Dr. Samir Sinha, Director of Health Policy Research for the National Institute on Aging. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.